You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. I'm the crime weaver, Tyler. I'm Gordy, the android who dreams of electric bread. Thank you, Lovisa Wetter, on Twitter. Relevant because I do have bread dreams. <laughs> Referencing the last last week's episode. Whoa, it's, it's getting deep. Huh? The web that we're weaving. <laughs> the bread web. The bread dream web that we are... The bread web is the only web I want to be trapped in. Carmen, do you have a story tonight? Crap. <laughs> oh, crap. I knew I was forgetting something. No notes? Uh, to day two of, of uh, podcast full time. Not, not going well. Did you say you were the storyteller? Yeah, story did. reader? Yeah. So that was a lie. Yeah, it was. It was and a fibberoonie. And it's been recorded. You confessed to a crime on tape. Great. I'm going to jail now. Calling the FBI right now. <laughs> I'm going I'm to watch the mail <laughs> for the jail letter. Sometime during this episode, they're going to break down our door and they're going to come get you. Well, I'm sure that will be very exciting <laughs> and yeah. factual. It's gonna. I'm going to... Because it's not going to be good audio hearing one side of the conversation. So I'm going to text the FBI. <laughs> Right now, and just be like, co-host, confess to crime, is recorded. Yeah, have proof. Send everyone. <laughs> Can break through windows. Can amplify in audacity. <laughs> Zoom enhance audio. <laughs> enhance on audio crime. <laughs> So we're, uh, all this storyteller talk is is a reference to our, our mission statement here, which is uh, usually Carmen would read. If I, um, if a, I hadn't been so lazy. Yeah, <laughs> a, a weird fairy tale to me and Tyler, one that we've never heard before, one that we hope some of you have never heard before. Uh, and, and one that we would, um, try, like, try to update, like, yeah. One of us is going to tell the story to the other one, uh, the other two. it be interrupted several times throughout with jokes, sidetracks, and otherwise... Anything to cease the pain. Yeah, other attempts to just throw us <laughs> off the rails. Uh, and then in the end, we're going to try and, like... Fix the problems or make new ones fix the, and just modernize the tale for uh, current you, levels for of all, literary a discerning modern audience. We're going to retell a weird fairy tale. Sure are. And try to make it make more sense in the retelling. Well, it's kind of uh, fortuitous that you, you neglected to take notes this week because it gives me the opportunity to fix another problem I've noticed with this podcast. This podcast yeah. is perfect. Shut up. The problem I've noticed is that it doesn't have enough me talking in it. Oh, yeah, that is definitely a problem. You are known for your silence. There's a distinct lack of me talking. (laughs) So I'm going to rectify that tonight because I will be the storyteller. What? Which means... Oh, no. We're going to read The Journey West again. It's been quite a while. Because I checked, and the last time we did was May 2017. Yeah, that is a while. I almost forgot Dragon Ball existed. (laughs) In the interim? Yeah. Because that's my only connection to right. it. Uh, I did re-listen to that episode to see where in the story we left off. Because we have no memory. And uh, mostly that episode is about uh, a GOP candidate tackling a journalist in real time. Yeah. Over a year ago? Yep. Right about a year ago? Yep. So 
before I begin, I want the two of you to tell me what you remember about the Journey West at all up uh, to this point. I remember that it is the story of Sun Wukong. Partially. Partially. Who is the Monkey King. Mm-hmm. And he is seeking enlightenment and he goes to heaven. <laughs> And There's he, a garden he, up there. He mm-hmm. don't messes it up and big. Yeah, I remember he d- he does a big goof on it. Doesn't go well, and he ends up in a fight with Jade Emperor or Buddha. Both or both. <laughs> doesn't so, he like ruin a feast? Like yeah. he, he eats fruit he's not supposed to. Yeah, but doesn't he also like become a real jag at a feast? Yeah, he drinks all of their wine. Yeah, he's like the did, worst party guest. Yes. Did he get imprisoned? And he ate all of the all of heaven's best pills. Yes. To get magic. Did he get imprisoned? Yeah, do you remember where? Heaven. Mm-mm. Mountain? He was in heaven in a kiln for a bit. They tried to burn him. Yeah. But that yeah, didn't was work it out. like under a mountain with some other monkeys? He has now been crushed under Buddha's hand, then turned into a mountain. Uh-huh. He's the five he elements. He started mountain. in a monkey mountain. He's jailed in a different yes. mountain. That's right. Okay. And then there was like a guy he met on Earth. Not yet. That's Not what yet. we get to tonight. Okay. We got introduced to the actual main character, Sanzong, the monk, who is going to be heading to India to get the Buddhist scriptures to bring back to China. Okay. Uh, starting tonight, I'm going to start referring to Sanzong as the name that I know him by, which is the typical English translation of his name, which is Tripitaka. Okay. So just so you know, that's the glossary. And Sun Wukong is the monkey king. Tripitaka, Tripitaka is the monk. And who is Tripitaka in Dragon Ball? Bulma. Great. Tells me everything I need to know. We have an executive producer. This week's executive producer is JP, uh, and JP is given the Arn Thompson type 154, a sack full of dogs. Sack full of dogs. Because JP told me that they have a lot of dogs. Excellent. Would it would it <laughs> like qualify a whole, as a sack full? A whole sack full. Now it does. Yeah. As deemed by us. So thank you, JP. Thank you, JP. Thank you very much. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. 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 I guess. Sound excited. Sure. Monkey King. Uh, tonight, we're going to read chapter 14 of The Journey West. Of how many? A hundred. Fourteen of a hundred. Last episode, or last uh, chapter we read was ten. We're skipping ahead a little bit, but just to get back to The Monkey King. Uh, the version of The Journey West that I am reading uh, is adapted from the WJF Jenner translation, which is copyright 2005. I just found a uh, PDF online to read from. And on our last episode, the chapter that we read was uh, three vignettes that were sort of unrelated to any of the characters we'd seen thus far. That's right. But we did get introduced to the Bodhisattva Guan Yin, who was kind of doing the main plot on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she has since run into uh, Tripitaka and uh, ordained that he be the one to go get the scriptures. So getting to this chapter, uh, he is traveling with a huntsman named Lo, Bu- uh, Lo Bokin as his uh, protection in the woods. And they get up to uh, the Five Elements Mountain, which is now known as the Double Boundary Mountain. Why? S- why? Why th- change the name? It's, it's like the the roads in Atlanta, <laughs> where like halfway through, it's a whole new road name. Yeah, if you have Google Google Maps read the road name, it is a nightmare that does not end. It is the Double Boundary Mountain because it uh, is the boundary between two kingdoms now. Yes. And I think the only people who knew it was called Five Elements Mountain are a monkey that's underneath it yeah. and the Buddha that made it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so the, it's really... they're the ones that matter, though. Right. Why is it double boundaries if it is one boundary between two places? Because it's double places. That, mm, that's not how boundaries work. <laughs> Tell China. 
China, buddy. That's not how boundaries work. It's just one boundary. All of this to say that when they got to the mountain, they started to hear shrieking coming from somewhere. And as they got closer, they realized it was a screaming voice that was shouting, my master has come. Excuse me? What? They hear a voice coming from somewhere. It's very loud and shrieking and it's shouting, my master has come. Yeah. I would, it's time to abandon that journey and walk away. Or it's ghosts. Are those mutually exclusive? I mean, if it's ghosts, you can just be like, all right, you probably can't do too much to me, especially if I am past the age of puberty, which attracts the poltergeists. Uh, Lou Bokeen explains that this must be the old monkey that heaven crushed under the mountain. Fuck, how does he like, know? shrieking for help under there. Uh-huh. He's not even, he's just shrieking that his master's come. How does Lou Bokeen know this? He's heard tales of the old monkey. But not of the actual name of the mountain? Ed- evidently not. How much time has passed? Since he was crushed? Yeah. 500 years. So it's just because oh. a monkey has been screaming for 500 what? years, his story, and that's how it's spread? How Maybe. is how is his guy still alive? What guy? Didn't the monkey king know somebody who's like going to go get the Buddha scripture? No, he meets him tonight. Uh, oh, okay. In this chapter. Okay. That makes more sense. Has he just been, like, doing a holler under there for 500 years? 500 years. Yeah, he's just been screaming his story. That's how it read. <laughs> uh, so they go to check at the base of the mountain, and there is indeed a monkey who is poking its head and arms out of a stone cell that is at the bottom. So he's not actually crushed. And he's carved out a cell, evidently. With or his, somebody has. With his rubbed. fingernails? <laughs> I mean, five, 500 years is a long time to kind of wear down the stone a bit. Yeah, you can erode it with your butt. Uh, he is caked in mud, and uh, moss is growing out of the top of his head instead of hair. Yeah. And figs are growing from his ears. That seems uncomfortable. But he has he, food. He still has his very fiery golden eyes that he got from taking those heaven pills. Yeah. yeah. And cool. learning magic. Not, I mean, not like magic that's good enough to get out. If you were growing figs from some part of your body, would you eat them? How hungry am I in this scenario? Carved into a mountain hungry. Probably. Would you consider it like a godsend that your ears now grow figs? How does that work? Is that more useful than hearing? Is it cannibalism? What am figs? Figs? Like the thing? Well, yeah. Like, it's like a soft fruit. It actually yeah. grows really well in that Georgia. they put in a cookie. Yeah. What does it grow from, though? It's, it's, the, it's, it's like the a little stuff tree. That, it's the stuff they put in the fig newtons. Right. They're, they're trees. They take it from monkey ears. The yeah. trees grow very well in Georgia. A friend of mine has them in her yard. Is I, it, it's, it's just a fruit? Yeah, it's a really like a gooey soft fruit. It's very good fruit. It does not taste like a fig newton. I, I want to know if that is cannibalism. If you eat the fig newtons Eating that, your you, own figs. that you grew out of your own ears. Apparently your body is mostly other microorganisms and not your cells at all. Yeah, it seems like he is kind of transitioning into some kind <laughs> of other, like other state also worth remembering that he was crafted from stone oh, he's yeah. not naturally Originally. born oh yeah. yeah that's true he came from a stone egg on top of his mountain so yeah, he's he's right. still just earth he's just a rock yeah now he's growing plant life uh, so sun wukong asked tripitaka master why didn't you come sooner if you get me out of here i guarantee you will reach the western heaven okay how he know what this who this guy is uh tripitaka and lu bokin have no idea what he's talking about so he explains I am the great sage equaling heaven who wrecked the heavenly palace 500 years ago. The Lord Buddha put me under the mountain for my criminal insubordination. Don't, Some, you, don't you want to hang with me? Yeah, is that, don't I sound rad? Is that wise to share? It's like, yeah, I messed up heaven 500 years ago. You should let me out. Gordy, text the FBI for this guy because he just admitted crimes. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them when they get here. 
Some time ago, the Bodhisattva Guan Yin uh, went to the east on the Buddha's orders to find someone who could fetch uh, the scriptures. And when I asked her to save me, she told me that I was to give up evil doing, return to Buddha's law, and do all I could to protect the traveler when he went to the Western Paradise to worship Buddha and fetch the scriptures. She said that there will be something in it for me when I'm done. All right, now he's not going to like not be evil just you know for morality's sake. He's going to be not evil because there might be some sweet cheddar in it for him. I better get like a Game Boy or something. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is how you reason with children. Like, <laughs> we're going to go to the store. We need new curtains. It's going to be boring. Please don't be evil. If you're good for six minutes, I'll get you an action figure. If you're not evil, when we go out in public, you'll get something. We, we had sort of a gamification system when I was young <laughs> that worked pretty well. Like you had a there, point system? Some kind of point system that could be exchanged for stuff. <laughs> I think on a, like maybe like once a week. I remember there being some very good prizes in the pool. Um, feel like maybe looking back 25 years later, not as much. But at, at the time, pretty sweet. Seemed really good, yeah. Like, I couldn't believe what a good deal I was getting when I was three or four and this was happening. Do you, What were the prizes, do you remember? I, I think there might have been a pool noodle as one of them. I and mean, I, that's a good prize. And I think some kind of crab toy. Yeah, that's, maybe. That's, that is high-level currency for a small child. I th Did you I have think. a pool or was the noodle for dry use? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we were near enough to a pool that we could go to it. Pool proximity. Yeah. No, I like I am I am really reaching like into like the dim the recesses <laughs> of my memory to to summon up the rules for this system. My my parents used a mixture of like have distraction materials on hand, like bring a book or a coloring page or something to like keep the kid actually occupied, which is a good idea because it is a heavy expectation to bring your three-year-old to look at mattresses and expect them to like entertain themselves in their head without breaking anything. Sure, um, yeah. But there was also this the heavy stick method where if we did throw a fit, we were shouldered and rushed out to the parking lot and spanked pretty hard. The good old days. Yep. Uh, it's been so long since we've done one of these that I almost forgot to read the, the title of this chapter to you guys. Uh-huh. Would you like to hear it now? Sure. Yeah, please. Chapter 14 is called The Mind Ape Returns to Truth. The Six Bandits Disappear Without a Trace. The I'm Chinese Mind Ape. Chinese, That's a good name. Chinese and Japanese, as as we have discovered by uh, Dragon Ball Z episode titles, like they're they're pretty wild. <clears throat> so Tripitaka is delighted to hear that Sun Wukong intends to mend his evil ways, but he has no chisel or axe, so he can't get him out from underneath the mountain. And uh, Sun Wukong says, "You don't need any of those. As long as you are willing to save me, I can get out on my own." What with heart? No, he actually does have to do a thing. So it's kind of like bad advertising. <laughs> false advertising well i mean because sun wukong is a lying jerk yeah yeah like we have established i i think did we call him like the job of this story <laughs> i I, I seem to remember making a comparison to job from arrested development <laughs> potentially and again it was a while ago <laughs> but i think that's true so tripataka says like yes i am willing to save you 
how do you get out? So Sun Wukong explains, uh, at the top of the mountain, there is a detention order written in gold letters. Tear it down and I'll be straight out. So, so you is, do have to climb a goddamn mountain. And this is a jailbreak. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like this isn't Sun Wukong has learned his his uh, lesson from being in prison. Some ladies just came, told him be evil. You know, like I guess church people who visit prisons to talk with the people in there and try and turn them to the side of religion. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of it is like a like mission of conversion and how much is just like it like it's good to visit right people in prison. It's two birds, and, one and just, stone. And just remind them to maybe don't bad things. While Listen, you're there. if you open all the doors, I can escape from prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it, like some lady came, told him don't be evil. He's like, sure, bro, only if there's something in it for me. That's how you know they're serious. Right. Um, so I'm good now. I just need you to like erase my record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they take a little time, but they do get to the top of the mountain. And there is, in fact, a stone with uh, a decree, an order to the monkey king there written in gold. And it has sort of gold light cascading off of it and vapor and all that. And uh, he kneels down and says, if I am to have a disciple, let me tear this away. And if I am not to have a disciple and the monkey is lying to me, let me not tear this away. And he does tear and it does come off. Mm. So heaven's paying attention and they seem to be on the up and up. All right. They got their eye on things. Yeah. Or they weren't paying attention and they're like, oh, crap, we meant to make that a mobile. Whoops. Uh, I omitted it from this, but there is a voice, a disembodied voice that says, I've been guarding the Monkey King, and now that his suffering is over, I'm going to return to heaven to turn this paper in. I'm going to go He's return the paperwork. paperwork. Yes. Well, glad someone's keeping up with it. I'm putting in my two weeks. So the this bureaucracy is a very is in boring place. job. This has, like, they had a witness. Okay, it's been rubber stamped. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So now he's on parole. Uh, back at the bottom, they let the Monkey King know that the restriction order was gone and that he could come out, and he tells them to back up a safe distance. So they travel like two or three miles away, and the Monkey King shouts, further, much further. I'm about to jack up this mountain something fierce. So they travel much further until the mountain is quite a ways away, and there's a great noise, and the mountain splits open. Is it a geode? The mountain? Yeah. What's in there? Is it sparkly? I don't know. It's very far away. But as they are looking on in terror at the mountain crumbling now. <laughs> Wondering, what have we unleashed? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monkey King crashed down at their feet, nude. Nice. Because like, he's more man than monkey at this point. Ah, okay. So he's, he's like a means link something. between the two. Yeah. Like often in his depictions in media, he is pretty man-like with some ape qualities. Uh, he respectfully bows to both of them and he starts putting their luggage back on their horses for them. But does not put pants on. No. Well, he has no pants. Uh, and it the story notes that because the Monkey King used to be the stable master of heaven, I don't know if you guys recall that, that was the job he was given. Nope. When he got there. Did not remember that. Remember who was supposed to watch some trees. Uh, Because he was a stable master, now mortal horses are also terrified to see him. Because he sucked at stable mastering? Well, because he's also just terrifying in general. Well, yeah. But (laughs) if it's because he was a stable master, that means he was so bad a stable master that it has entered the, like, racial memory of horses (laughs) so that, like... 500 years worth of horse generations down the line, there's still an instinctual desire to avoid this naked man monkey. (laughs) 
uh, Lubo Keen, now seeing that Tripitaka is in the capable hands of a disciple, a divine disciple, uh, bids them a good journey, and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> That's it for me. So the huntsman's like, I... You're good. Finger guns. <laughs> Looks like you got yourself a cool, naked, mountain-smashing companion. I have a family. <laughs> Probably. Probably, and then stuff to do. I am out. I do not want to look at the bare ass of this guy <laughs> for the rest of this journey. On the way to India. I can't yeah, blame him. You you can find your own rabbits or whatever I'm here for. <clears throat> so on their journey, Tripitaka rides the horse. That they're, that They have just a singular horse. And the Monkey King happily carries all of his uh, all of the luggage for the journey so on the, his back. So the monkey is the horse now. Yes, he's a mule, and he's still walking stark naked down the road. Uh, they are approached by a hungry tiger, and uh, while Tripitaka is afraid, the Monkey King simply smiles and puts the luggage down. And he says, don't worry, master. It's just bringing me my clothes. Yeah. Oh, he was going to say, don't worry, master. I'll kill it. <laughs> this, is, this is my buddy from jail. My jail my, buddy. My cellmate, El Tigre. <laughs> This is this is the clothing delivery service Cub Hub. <laughs> it's a new service the prison's running. Return your belongings to you. Uh, the Monkey King pulls a needle out of his ear and like, he shakes it like a sewing needle. Uh, okay, so not like why, okay, not why, like prison drugs. No. Why is he storing all these things in there? Apparently, he has no clothes. His ears are large enough to grow a tree out of, so he, there's extra space there. Is there really like no place else? Gordy, he have no pants. Maybe it's just a hollow in the fig tree in his ears. Is that still a thing he's his dealing with? His ears are with? pockets. Well, he's like covered in moss and mud still. Okay, so he hasn't weeded himself. I, I think he plucked the figs when he got out. Clothes, clothes seems like a percentage of the problem, but there's a lot more that needs to be taken care he of. He could take a fig leaf and solve the clothes problem. Uh, he takes a needle out of his ear and he shakes it until it transforms into a thick iron cudgel. It's not a safe place so to keep a, a needle. Like a shake weight. Yeah. Ew. And it just gets bigger <laughs> and thicker. Ew. <laughs> An iron cudgel? Yep. For what? Uh, well, he rushed the tiger, who was now too afraid to move, shouting, Where do you think you're going, wretch? <laughs> yeah, I would Uh-oh. also be Uh-oh. afraid to move if a monkey just pulled a needle out of his ear and then shake-weighted it into an iron thing. I think I think the movie could start at the beginning of this chapter. <laughs> And, and it would be very good. Uh, and he smashes the tiger's head in with one blow. Okay. They're I was kind of right. He is a jag. He's going back to jail. Brains and teeth flew in every direction. Great. And Tripitaka was so startled that he fell off of his horse. Startled's a word for that. (laughs) Whoa! I don't know that I would be startled at the brain splatter of a gorgeous, like, big cat. (laughs) Is he on a horse? He was. He fell off of it. Startled is the emotion there. If I if I were triple taco, I would <laughs> I would just cut out and run. Yeah, I, w- I would this go. Is, this is not a safe situation that you're in. I would go the way of the the huntsman lobe toe or whatever. What was his name? Lubokin. Ah, lube guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd follow the lube dude. Uh, Tripitaka thinks to himself, Lubokin had to fight for ages to kill one of these tigers with his bow. But this Sun Wukong did it in a single blow. He's a tough's tough. Yeah, so Triple Taco has has felt that he's been upgraded. Like his <laughs> companionship mean, has reached levels yeah, two. You have a better a better <laughs> what do you call him in Skyrim? Companion. Companion? Sure, yeah. 
the like the monkey king did fight heaven for a while yeah and did okay for a bit he knows a lot of magic he's made of <laughs> like i think he's immortal yeah pretty sure i, I mean I'm not it's quite been 500 sure. years strong. under a mountain eating nothing but right. ear figs he's probably good like i don't remember what all he has picked up but he like he held his own against heaven for a while <laughs> if i remember correctly <laughs> like that was a fight with some duration to it uh sun wukong says just sit there a moment master while i retrieve my clothes i'm assuming that means while i skin the fuck out of this tiger and wrap bloody hide around my bits tripitaka protests that the tiger doesn't have any clothes with it i see no pants yeah none denims <laughs> the monkey king says that's where you're wrong friendo and pulls his knife out this is this is not a goodwill disguised as a tiger <laughs> Uh, but the Monkey King told him not to fret and that he knew how to cope. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not fretting, my dude. <laughs> fretting is, again, not the word for what I am feeling. <laughs> fretting is not a thing that the Monkey King does. Well, he, he has thus this, far... Like, Triple Taco's the one who has been accused of fretting. Oh. And I think in this situation, startled and fretting <laughs> are not the two emotions sure, yeah. you would be feeling. Yeah, that's kind of what I like about him in this story is that despite these amazing feats that he witnesses, he doesn't like rise above like mild, no, he, mild discomfort. He is in shock right now. Like he's just watched this happen. This is pure shock. He is disassociated from the situation. He's like that uh, tiger doesn't have clothes. It's just that what? there there aren't pants. And that's that's the closest to reality he can grasp. So he's going to hold on to that bit. While this monkey does whatever horrifying deed he's about to do. Sun Wukong plucks a hair from his head, uh-huh. breathes some magic into it. Good, glad he had that stored in what, his magic throat sex? Mm-hmm. That's where he keeps the magic. <laughs> what What is he doing with this tiger? Well, he shouts, change, and the hair becomes a knife, mm. which he uses to strip the tiger's pelt in a single cut. What uh-huh. a sociopathic <laughs> thing to do. So now now we have, like, a bloody skin. Well, he, he severed the head first. That doesn't make the rest of the blood in the body go away? What is that? What comfort is that supposed to bring us, Well, I thought Tyler? you were going to say that the pelt was bloody. Yeah. I mean... And it is. I mean, on one side. You you meet somebody. Probably there's some splatter on the other bit, too. Brains Just went brains places. brains and teeth. Like, if, if you meet somebody while traveling, you essentially get them out of, like, a cage <laughs> that they're in. They go, like, oh, I'll, I'll come... Heaven put them in. Yeah, like, I'll come with <laughs> yeah. you. And you and you agree. You say, okay, you can come with me. And they, like, a tiger or some other, like, living thing Mm -hmm. walks in front of you and your new companion says, oh, good, it brought my clothes, (laughs) and then kills and skins it. Yeah. You you are in too deep. Yeah, it's this, too late. Now you know this guy sees everything around him as clothes. Isn't is anything could be clothes. You could be clothes tomorrow if he wants a change in fashion. What what are we supposed to be thinking about the monkey king at this point? That he's terrifying. Okay. Are a we, terrifying so, force of nature. So we we are getting the right message. Okay, yeah. so we we are we're not supposed to think, oh how strong and no. cool. Okay. Barely under control. Alright, he is just a horrible Unhinged. monster. Cool. Well okay, well done. <laughs> well done this story. Good mm-hmm. job, got it in one. Uh, he muses to himself, it's on the big size. I can make two kilts out of this. Cuts it in half. Cool. So now he's a change of bloody clothes. So when he like when this one gets too squelchy, he can just move to a new one. Uh, he stows one of the pieces. I don't know where. It didn't say. Maybe an ear. 
<laughs> that's his pockets. That's where everything else goes. <laughs> that's how figs started growing out of there. <laughs> it's just full of dead cat skin and figs. Uh, and he wraps the other one around him like a loincloth. I don't know. Make a shirt, maybe? Vest? Hat? Loincloth. Okay. He has no he has no thread. He does mention that. He gets some later. I'm sure he could cut holes in the other half of the skin and make himself like a nifty vest <laughs> in the fashion that I did for my little plastic toys when I was in fifth grade. Uh, Wukong shakes the needle again, or the, he shakes the cudgel until it is needle-sized again and puts it back in his ear. Reverse shake weight. Yeah. Uh, Tripitaka wanted to know why the tiger just stood still and let the Monkey King hit it. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> shock like everyone who encounters this and sun wukong explains that truthfully master not just tigers but also dragons must be on their best behavior when they meet me Uh uh-huh i know a few tricks for putting them in their place um you know one trick and that is brain them i also have the power to make rivers run backwards all right cool and when i want to be big i measure myself against the universe and when i want to shrink i can fit on a downy hair i do want to see him make water go backwards there are no limitations to the transformations i can perform i don't know it seems you can do three very specific things big little backwards water (laughs) big little backwards water Cool for parties. Uh, the two set off to continue their journey, traveling by day and resting at night. I like that the story felt the need to tell me that part. Yeah. Uh, and one day, after they'd been traveling for a long time and it was about winter, they heard a whistle on the road and were suddenly surrounded by six men carrying spears and swords. And just like whistling a merry tune, whistle while you work situation. The bandits demand uh, that they hand over their horse and luggage in exchange for their lives. Guess what? Tripitaka is so startled, he falls off his horse again. <laughs> Triple Taco needs a seatbelt. <laughs> this is when seatbelts were invented. Like someone watched this guy have just mild startled have reactions on a horse. Yeah, and then not have emotions on the ground next to the horse. Sun Wukong comforts his master saying, don't worry, master. It's nothing serious. They've just come to bring us our clothes and traveling expenses. See, I told you. You see, yeah. he looks at one tiger as clothes. He looks at all people as clothes. It is only a matter of time before you are also clothes. We did read a chapter where he stripped a fisherman. He yeah. did. And, t- and yes. took all of his clothes. Everyone he, is clothes and waiting. This is a fashion conscious psychopath monkey. He does have kind of a fixation on clothes. This is Corella Deville, the friggin' monkey. Tripitaka asks Wukong what he means, and the Monkey King says, Let me have a bash at them, and we'll see what happens. Let me murder all these people, <laughs> then we'll talk. How much do you like brains? Because you're about to see a lot of them. Tripitaka is still nervous, but Wukong steps forward and asks, Why do you gentlemen bar our passage? The bandits explain that they are robber kings, and that they're famous in this area. Everyone's and are to a be king. feared and respected. Everyone's a king. Uh, they're surprised that these travelers haven't heard tell of them. The monkey king responds, I'm a bit of a robber king myself. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a a good way to like build your personal brand? He says, I've ruled a mountain for years. I've never heard of you gentlemen. Maybe because his kingdom was in a mountain and he's been in heaven or like in heaven jail for 500 years. Which was another mountain, which I guess he could technically say he also ruled. Mm. It is a pretty nice like comeback if you're trying to earn some street cred. (laughs) If like six people say like, oh, we're robber kings. You haven't heard of us? And the response is, no, I've been in celestial jail for 500 years. Ditto, bruh. And now I'm out. (laughs) For being you, but cooler. Yeah. (laughs) For being you to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) 
the robbers are taken aback by how bold this traveler is, and they introduce themselves, because he oh. said he had nerd with them. I'm like, you seem cool, I'm Fred. And I assume that these are rough English translations of their Chinese names, but yeah. I will I will just say what I was told by the story. Okay. Their names are eye seeing happiness, ear hearing anger, nose smelling love, tongue tasting thought, mind born desire, body based sorrow. <laughs> Poor body based sorrow. <laughs> Is that just like gas all the time? Body based sorrow. Oh man, that's a lot of indigestion. <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say like if these if these uh, names are indicative of like special skills, I f- I feel as though <laughs> Robert King is maybe not the best use <laughs> of I'm, some of these. Like you could maybe build a, a much more compelling business model I, off of these. Then you get to to body having sorrow or, or based based sorrow. I I've been back. So Back and forth with my doctor for about like a week now about some kind of like body based like some kind of GI issue, uh-huh. uh, and I feel like maybe if I use the phrase <laughs> body based sorrow, that that will kind of let him know what I'm what I'm dealing with a little bit clearer. That is, yeah, that, there that is, is a, a clarity useful, to that. That is yeah. a useful phrase. Yeah, you think body based sorrow is their leader, and that's why they moved away from you know more useful applications of their skills to just like robbing and murdering like tongue tasting thought yeah like that you're basically a psychic in your mouth you just have to lick a forehead yeah and then you then you know it's a hell of a vegas show (laughs) i'd go see that i'm getting a hint of cardamom you're you're remembering your mother that's that's a good scam is to say like I have a psychic power. I'll lick your forehead and tell you what you're thinking. And then you lick them on the forehead and you say, that was fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hmm, you're very uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Who is this weirdo? Get away from me. (laughs) The Monkey King calls them all small time crooks. And he tells them that they don't yet realize he's their lord and master. That's a good way to start a conversation with anybody. That's how you make friends. Try it on the playground. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that, playground kids. <laughs> the many, not, the many of you listening to this curse-filled podcast. <laughs> I would wait. What this? What curse-filled podcast? Curseville filled. Filled. Oh, I thought, thought you said like curseville. I mean that. That's also a fairly accurate description. <laughs> I I would find that extra weird if a kid said it. I think. That's I don't know why, but that sounds like a like a sitcom mom reprimanding their kid for saying bad words. Like you're going to Curseville. Population spanking. <laughs> Population you in the special the special punished room. Uh, he demands that they produce all of the jewels and treasures that they've stolen, and they'll split it all seven ways, and he'll let them live. This angers the robbers, and they all rush at him, bashing and slashing at him with their weapons, landing 70 or 80 blows. Story wasn't sure. They gave me a range. I mean, you gotta have a margin of error. Uh, all of which, though, the Monkey King ignores. He just stands there like arms folded as they cut at him. Yeah, because he's made of stone. I think we've seen enough of that, says the Monkey King. Your hands must be tired after all the bashing. Now it's time to bring out my needle for a bit of fun. Goku is based on this character, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting the vibes. I, I, yeah, I see where Toriyama got it. <laughs> Might have drawn some inspiration. 
the bandits are confused at first by this comment, and they wonder if the Monkey King is an acupuncturist, until they see him transform it into an iron cudgel. Which is another uncomfortable moment for everybody <laughs> witnessing it. I don't know that the Monkey King has any special power so much as watching now uh, mostly naked but covered in bloody tiger skin it's a monkey look. man <laughs> shake waiting a needle into a cudgel is <laughs> an uncomfortable thing to witness terrified the bandits all flee in different directions but the monkey king was so fast that he was able to catch them and kill them stripping them of their clothing and money yeah. <laughs> sure and he returns to tripitaka with his findings yeah does he need to kill them though I've wiped out the bandits, master. Here's some fashion. <laughs> uh, Tripitaka was very angry that the Monkey King uh, murdered the bandits instead of just driving them away, saying that those of, of a religious life spare the ants when they sweep the floor and douse the lamp to save the moths. You can't do that all the time, though. Otherwise, no <laughs> lamp at night. Uh, Wukong argues that if he hadn't killed them, Tripitaka would have been killed. But Tripitaka says that he would rather simply have died instead of six men dying. One is less than six, my dude. <laughs> they continue to argue their viewpoints until Sun Wukong throws a tantrum. Mm. He decides he's not going to go any further, and he's just going to go back. I'm going to go hang out in my mountain, kill more animals. Uh, so he leaps in the air, and he's out of sight. Gotta hunt more clothes down. Tripitaka is disappointed in his disciple, but he continues on without him until he meets an elderly woman on a mountain path uh, she asks about him and he tells his whole life story which i will not repeat cool uh and after doing so the woman gives him a magical tunic and a hat uh that is inset with gold patterns and a gold band around it at the bottom is, just like that is base. him triple taco like is the woman talking to triple taco or taco yeah I, I know what you say his name is no i'm just repeating what you said <laughs> verbatim uh-huh so it is it is Triple Taco who Yes, Triple Taco is speaking to an elderly woman. So he's got some sweet new clothes that he didn't even have to murder for. No. Might she, that be a, a she, lesson in this story? She says uh that they belonged to her son who was a monk but was only a monk for 3 days before he passed away. And so she wanted them to go with this monk now. That is a shame. <clears throat> I thought that when you said he'd only been a monk for 3 days it was like, a, you know, quitting. He gave up. I'm bored of this. <laughs> But that is a much sadder reality. Uh, he explains what happened with his disciple running away, and she surmises that the Monkey King couldn't have gotten much farther than her home, which was in the east, and that she'll send him back. Cool, thanks. Uh, she also knows a spell called True Words to Calm the Mind, or Band Tightening Spell. Band Tightening? Band Tightening. Like waistband? <clears throat> like rock band? Band like Tightening. Get, get, their, get their sound a little tighter. Uh, she says that Tripitaka must learn it in secret, and that it will stop the Monkey King from murdering or running away ever again. That is what we need. <laughs> we are in need of that. You, got, you have a service that we're in need of. So it is less mind calming and more like body restraining. <laughs> Did the, the Jade Emperor not have access to this spell? Evidently not. It seems like a very good way to circumvent a lot of what has already happened. I mean, maybe, but the Jade Emperor did have access to Buddha's hand that could be a mountain. And yeah. maybe well, he, he called Buddha more, and asked for help. Yeah, it was maybe in a more punitive state of mind. Right. <clears throat> Tripitaka bows to the woman and she becomes a golden beam of light that shoots off to the east. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Tripitaka realizes that he was again speaking to the Bodhisattva Guan Yin. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> Magic. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Guan Yin runs into the Monkey King in the east and sends him back to Tripitaka, telling him yet again, have no more wicked thoughts. Stop. Stop being it. Being <laughs> evil. Come on, man. Help me out. 
try, like one day, try going one day without murdering someone and turning them to clothes. So Sun Wukong makes it back to Tripitaka. They make up and they continue on their journey. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Wukong starts peeking into Tripitaka's belongings. And he is dazzled by the golden hat and tunic. Friggin' Cruella Deville monkey at it again. He loves fashion. <laughs> is he like? It's something that I didn't notice until you pointed it out. Is he so? <laughs> he is driven by fashion. <laughs> that, that is his character motivation. <laughs> Is he so fixated on it because it was like the fisherman's pants or something that originally made him a man? Made, yeah, it could be. And so he's just like looking for something else that will do that. He relates like respect to clothing, I guess. Yeah, he is yeah. King Louis. He wants to be like you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he sees the, the golden hat and the golden tunic and uh, he begs to wear them. Please, master, let me put these on. This is a, an aspect that Toriyama did not carry over. No, uh, replaced it with food. <laughs> and uh, Tripitaka's like, yeah, go for it. Like, if they fit you, that's fine. You, you can wear them. Yeah, if they're in your size. And as soon as uh, Wukong places the hat on his head, Tripitaka starts uh, whispering, tightening spell. And Wukong is stricken with an incredible headache, mm -hmm. excruciating pain. He just starts thrashing around. So that's how it calms the mind <laughs> and stops violence. Like, you can't... You can't do murder with a migraine. <clears throat> Sun Wukong starts tearing at the hat and he rips it to shreds, but the golden band, base of the hat, could not be removed. Continued nice. to tighten around his head. Good one. Uh, Sun Wukong realizes that his master is reciting a spell, begs him to stop. So Tripitaka is a nice guy. He's like, oh yeah, you seem like you're in pain. I'll, I'll give it a rest. And uh, as soon as he stops, the iron cudgel comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, saw that coming. And Sun Wukong says, I'm going to murder you now. Do you, the spell again, quick. You're going to be close. What's the other thing he has? A hat and a something else? The tunic. The tunic. Is he wearing the tunic? Uh, he is wearing the tunic. Uh, so he brandishes the cudgel in an attempt to kill his master, but is again doubled over in pain when Tripitaka recites the spell. So he does get it off in time. Uh, Wukong is furious when he hears that Tripitaka learned this spell from Guan Yin. So he decides to go uh, back to her home in the east and kill her. She'll be close. For teaching this spell to his master. <laughs> he did not take that for... Like, fuck's sake, don't be evil. One day, one day. Tripitaka uh, gently reminds him that because he learned the spell from her, she knows it too. So if you go there, that will be the end of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she will not stop the spell. She'll just keep on going. She probably knows cooler ones. <clears throat> Sun Wukong is not happy to have been tricked into wearing the golden crown. This is not so much a trick, though. Into wearing a hat that he begged to wear. Yeah, like, not... Like, you took the bait. Not... It wasn't even bait. I mean, it was he, bait. She knew also, that you would put it on. He also went looking through his belongings. Yeah. So it wasn't even like like Tripitaka had it out and was like, oh, yeah. look at this nice hat I found. Right. See it was not Tripitaka's bait, but yeah. it was absolutely like, one. It was it was in his bag. <laughs> uh, but he has no choice to uh, but to begrudgingly continue on this journey west with I the mean, monk. He could just go and not kill anybody. Like his options weren't kill monk, kill the Bodhisattva. <laughs> Or begrudgingly trudge after Monk. I mean, that's currently all he knows as far as problem solving goes. Kill or... Yeah. Kill and clothes. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends, is with uh, Sun Wukong having an excruciating migraine. Womp, 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 womp. All right. 
Well, he's he's mm. gone from party animal to just straight Cruella Deville. Yeah, it's it seems like in the earlier chapters there was like some kind of a spirit of fun mm-hmm. about him. Like yeah. he was into parties. Jail made him hard and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it seems like something went bad in his five hundred years of jail <laughs> that maybe he was upset about when he got out. He had some feelings to work through. <laughs> and the only way and he there can, was a tiger in the way. Yeah. The only way he could work through those was by killing a tiger and six people. Uh, there was another bit of the story that I omitted where they'd stopped at an old family's home for like a couple days and it just meandered for a bit. But he did borrow thread from them. So he was wearing clothes when they got to the bandits. Okay. Mm. That were he had still... sewn from the tiger pelts. Okay. So still bloody tiger clothes. Yeah. But, but they were in the shape of clothing. <laughs> Not just tied Not up. Just bits of tiger <laughs> and he didn't kill that family no he did not because they they he, fed into his passions he told the grandfather that he recognized him when he was a kid because the kid grandpa picking figs out of his ears at the base of the mountain did, like a hundred years ago did, did freaking kid grandpa pick figs out of a monkey's ear or did he just think he had a fig tree handy i mean he once he heard that story he was like oh yeah i do recognize you okay so yeah he <laughs> he saw a monkey trapped in a mountain with figs growing out of his and ear he's and like, he's like mm, yoink lunch <laughs> these are mine <clears throat> a monkey who is screaming master help me he's just i'm gonna take these for a snack later <laughs> you do you I mean, I, under this mountain, I can see why you might be upset <laughs> will, about that. I will see you later. Probably never expected to see him again a hundred years later. Yeah, but look at these cool cookies that I have made with your ear figs. <laughs> I think they're going to be really big one day. Kind of want fig newtons now. You never want <laughs> that's those. your takeaway. Yeah, like it's not a cookie that you want until you're reminded that they exist, mm-hmm. and then you want them for the duration of one cookie. Right, and then you eat it, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> Why'd I do that? And then they just go bad in your pantry. That's the purpose of fig newtons. They do have they do have a very um granular texture. I don't know uh, why, but I thought you were gonna say they go bad in your pants. <laughs> no, it's not it's not the texture. It's like like I I like the first fig newton. Yeah, me too. And it's it's like pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like n- like nothing is as good as the first pancake and nothing is as bad as your third pancake. <laughs> It just like the amount that you enjoy them just drops so hard after the first one. Yeah, the, the law of diminishing returns is strong in pancakes. It's kind of the same for fig newtons. Like one or two, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for one or two fig newtons. More than that, I don't think so. Um, should we do like a thing where we predict what happens? Isn't that what we've done in the past? I honestly don't remember. I feel like that was a that was a thing where we we tried to figure out what was going to happen. I welcome you to do so. In this new fucking psychopath buddy comedy, like buddy cop comedy that we have going. Yeah, we have Mellow Mc... a horse flop. <laughs> <laughs> and... And the murderous Cruella DeVille. Uh, I feel like the Monkey King is going to... I mean, it's called the Journey West. Yes. And this is the Journey West. They're on it now. And headed to India. Is this like the main stretch of the book? Yeah. Like this journey to India? Yes. We're now on the road of trials and the hero's journey. Tripitaka sure. is going to pick up two more disciples. It will be a pair we- of the four of them traveling west. And then the rest of the chapters... Are the like misadventures they get into on their Krillin their and Yoshi, Roshi, not Yoshi, Oolong and Yamcha, 
Or oolong and yamcha. Yeah. Is, is there a wolfing fist? Is there a poire? No. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's, Not as far as I remember. <laughs> that's ideal. Um, so I, cause I was going to say, I bet like the monkey king gets loose again somehow, but they kind of have to stay together. Yes. Um, so I, d- I don't think, I don't think it's that we know they, they get some more companions. I feel like this specifically is a, is a trope that has gotten a lot of use. And I think it originates here, which is that sort of spell to keep somebody under control. Yeah. <clears throat> like a, like a catchphrase or something to yeah. just keep them under your thumb. Pretty crazy that this book has uh, several movies worth of stuff oh, before yeah. we get to the, the road of trials yeah. in the hero's <clears throat> journey. 13 like, chapters. Like after Luke says, yeah, okay, I'll go with you, Obi-Wan. There's like, there's a whole mess of stuff that happens before that. Well, honestly, what we have been reading is the prequels. Yeah, I guess so. And now we're in the meat. Oh, well, we got we got two characters so far who need to go on their own hero's journey. <laughs> so, so like we need the dramatic question for each of them: the fatal flaw. Um, Sun Wukong's is obviously just being an evil, murderous jag, and that's he's he's got to work his way from seeing everyone as close <laughs> to seeing everyone as equals. Gordy, you mentioned that you could start the movie here, like yes. with this chapter. Yes. And while that is true, and you would like get like, oh, this king, he's a real fucked up guy. Yeah. I do appreciate the approach that the book took was just to take like several chapters to establish just how fucked up he is. Yeah. Like you need to understand this about this character before we go forward. Like from this, you get the sense that like, oh, like he like he's kind of a sociopath. Like Mm -hmm. who, who does this? But you, you maybe don't get the full extent of like how much of a dick the Monkey King is to everybody. And the history of dicking. Yeah, like his long storied celebrated history of dicking people <laughs> over. Like just the sheer number of people. Mm-hmm. But I, I do kind of like this as an opening for a movie. Like you're traveling along and you like come across person in mm-hmm. cage and you make the decision like, OK, like I'll get you out maybe against my better judgment. And then and then things immediately start to get weird. <laughs> like I I I kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, you could do the rest of it in like little flashback things because you're you're starting in media arrest at that mm-hmm. point. Like why? Yeah, essentially. Why is this monkey king in a mountain jail? Wonder how that jail came to be. And then then you see his first action when free, and you're like, I think I have an idea of why this <laughs> monkey king was in a mountain jail. Um. But then you have to like explore his past to get like how broken a character he truly is. <laughs> yeah, like they they go very out of their way to make sure that you know like he he tried like he tried to s- screw over everybody in heaven <laughs> and like stole all their magic and ate their stuff. Triple tacos character flaw that needs some remedying is like he's got a surface level balance flaw. <laughs> He's right. al- he's also just extremely passive. You yeah, mean, you mean literal balance. Yeah, like yes, <laughs> and, and the passivity I think is the the deeper character flaw. Mm-hmm. So he's got to get from this point to D and D monk, you know, super dexterous, doing all these cool flips. So when he's startled, he doesn't fall off his horse. He does a triple backflip off his horse and lands 
weapons outstretched. So you're saying he never uses those monk skills to hurt anyone. He does them to topple off of a horse cooler. Yeah. Whatever he needs to do. Because he's still going to be startled. And then and He won't then, get over that. No. He'll still be frightened, but he'll be <laughs> acrobatic about it. Right. He'll be cool frightened. And that, <laughs> and that will help him become the frightener. Because if you watch a man do a triple backflip off of a horse and land with like a staff ready to go, you know, you don't have to know that he's not going to use it. Yeah. He wants to be Fonzie frightened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he also needs to learn how to take a more active role in his life. And, not, and the life of his disciple. Yeah, and not just be sort of passively reactive I mean, to it. He is not going to be a good role model for the Monkey King. You don't think so? Being being that passive? I don't know. Like, the Monkey King needs to learn how to... Like, he needs to learn self-control. Sure, and maybe, that's a big one. Like, to stand up to himself and, and in, also a, in a weird way. And I don't know that in, this guy empathy? is... Empathy? Empathy would be good. Yeah. That's okay. another good one. And and maybe, maybe Tripitaka can teach him that. I feel like... Tripitaka just kind of going along with whatever anybody tells him as he has so far like Monkey King said like hey get me out of jail he's like okay yeah sure I'll climb a mountain yeah and like he goes along with the other what's the lady's name Guan Yin Guan Yin that's a divine decree that's that's a smart yeah you should say that's a safe play (laughs) you should probably say yes to that but he like he just does not really exert much, like much influence, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, other than migraines, no. Other than migraines, he did he did do that. So I guess that is a little bit more of an active thing to do, but it, it's he's, I guess he's more following directions. He's, he's moved from passive to passive aggressive, so he's on yes, he's on the path. And just as a quick reminder, also when we were introduced to him, like his backstory was uh, his father and mother being murdered. So he's Batman, and he he got like drifted down the river to the monastery. I don't know if you remember that. He's baby Batman. Dimly. And the murderer, like, had taken over his dad's identity, and so he went to avenge his dad. It's been a long time. That one is, like, two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember last week's episode, so... So he, he has he has had activity in the book, but the the sort of religious lifestyle he's taking is making him more passive, is is the path that he has decided to go down. Okay. So he needs to get get that like activity back in his life. <laughs> so he is he is the mentor archetype, but specifically the fallen mentor archetype. Like sure. the one who has done the heroing business and is reluctant to take an active role now. He is the the sports coach. <laughs> Who's seen too much and doesn't want to take on? He's a very the sports bad ball. equestrian coach. Yeah, the <laughs> sports ball kid who is full of aggressions and bad notions and turn him into something that could save the high school. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just wants to drink his beers. Save the community center. Yeah, which in um, this metaphor is Buddhism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's got to like get his fire back so that he can set this monkey king straight so the monkey king can do some sweet dunks <laughs> and and save buddhism <laughs> so that's the prediction for the next chapter <laughs> yep. yep sounds great all in one chapter is that it that should be it so thank you to jp for sponsoring this episode thank you jp thank you jp 
Uh, thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, all patrons. Thank you to our top tier patrons, Sarah, Robert, Haley, Burbiscuit, Timothy, Dom, Justin, Jeremiah, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Top tier patrons. Thank, thank you. you all. Thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank, thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, Cruella DeVille. Thank, thank you, Cruella Cruella DeVille. Thank you, Tigers. Cruella? Cruella DeVille. Cruella? Cruella. What? Like cruel, cruel devil, cruel, cruelella, cruelella, cruella. Yeah, I, I think I got it. <laughs> we got Cruella it. De Vool. We got it. Thank you, tigers. Thank you, thank, thank you, tiger. Thank you, one fashion. tiger. Thank you, fashion. Thanks, fashion. <laughs> thank you, old doll. Thank, thank you, old doll. doll. Thank you, knives. Thank, thank you, knives. Thank you, the neon. Thank, thank you, the you, neon. neon. Thank you, yonder toad. Thank, thank you, yonder, yonder toad. toad. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. Oh shit! I told you. FBI! Free sucker! This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.